Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Candid Candor. I'm Jay. And I'm January. And today we're going to talk about having healthy rhythms. Oh, yeah. Check it out. What's up, everybody? Hello. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. A good minute. And it's... I miss it a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited to be back and hanging out and just talking about what we want to talk about. Yeah, and today we're actually going to talk about having healthy rhythms. But yes. before that, we do want to give a little update on life. So January, tell us what's been going on. Tell them, I know, I was here. What's been going on in life? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, we, um, you know, we're still married, still loving it. Praise God. Life. Praise God. Um, uh, this year will be our ninth year of marriage. Crazy. So that's wild. Um, we are also keeping a 20-month-old alive. 20-month-old. Who says no? She says no a lot. Like, why can't she just say yes? Um, she, well, she does yes, say yes. But she chooses not to say yes. So that's where we are with parenting. Um, oh. We're having the time of our lives. We're learning something new every single day. Um, parenting and, honestly, marriage, it will humble you real quick. Yeah, and this new thing of no has just been hard. Like, like today at dinner, she just shook her head no for for forty five seconds. It, it was legitimately forty five seconds. Like she said no, and then the other day, I said say no one more time, and she was like no, 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 no. So she's for sure in the testing phase. That's right. Um, so we are like legitimately parenting now, which before we were just you know caretaking and making sure she has her naps and she eats and all those things. But now she's realized she has her own free will. And and she is exercising her free will. Yes, it 100%. We, we also started CrossFit. We did? Oh, man, yeah. It's been, it's been that long. We started CrossFit late last fall. So, um, yeah. The one today sucked. It was terrible. Um, we were humbled, that's for sure. We also didn't go all week. So yeah. just a side note for everybody, if you don't go work out, just just wait till the next week. Like it's just like don't go on Friday. Ain't nothing like some wall walks that will humble you wall real walks. quick. Yeah, CrossFit is just like And the assault bike. Every day. You the go bike in, is terrible. Like I I I'm actually good at the bike, but I still don't like it. But CrossFit no, the, the bike is from the pits of hell. <laughs> it could be. I'm convinced. I mean it probably would have burned. It, hell <laughs> is nothing but you on an assault bike for an eternity. In a hot yoga studio. Burning. <laughs> Is in there Burning, but the flames are not consuming but you. But you don't like get tired. Your legs just get tired. <laughs> but you got to keep going. So you are eternally tired, That's and terrible. your legs just keep going for eternity. So uh, I, I, to I hope you don't go to hell. Yeah, to summarize CrossFit is essentially you go, you show up, you pay money to hate the workout, and then do it again the next day. <laughs> At some point, you do feel good about yourself. At some point, it it's usually not right after the workout. Maybe it's about. A couple hours after. Your maybe. body never feels good. Like, in, in the workout phase, like, even, and then the, the other trick is, they trick you because they tell you the workout before you get there. And you look at it, and you're like, oh, that ain't going to sound bad. Like, today was three wall walks, nine front squats, and 12 calories on the bike. Yeah, sounds easy, Very right? simple numbers. Simple, you know? Just, like, nothing it's crazy. It's just three, nine, and 12. There's no 50. You got a partner, so you got a person, like, egging you on. And you get a break, you. too. 
you get a break and then you do it and you like what in god's name like what mad scientist in the world like, is just why? sitting there why it's mayhem that's who it is but like they are why who who's got the degree to just sit there and figure out how can i make you miserable you today? know like and seven, think about dying like seven front squats would have made this work out a whole lot easier but the nine is just like who knows to push it to that number it's just yeah. not good. But yeah. we like CrossFit. CrossFit. We're still yeah, going. Yeah. All in all, we, we like it. We still go to it. Um, and, you know, we get better every single day. And I'm still playing pickleball a ton. Yeah, Jay plays pickleball. A good day. You know, I'm still reading. January's still reading. Yep. She literally read a book in three days the other day. And last it was last weekend. Literally a whole book in three days. And I was like, I could never do that. Like, I, I'm reading A Tale of Two Kings right now. And it's going to take me two, two weeks. It's only 98 pages. <laughs> It's a, <laughs> it's going to take me three weeks. Highly recommend if you have not read A Tale of Two Kings and you are in ministry um, or any position of leadership, honestly, read it. I mean, I audio book The Way of the Shepherd. <laughs> and it ain't even and that 100 book pages. Is 12 pages. It's not 12 pages. It's 97 pages. Okay, but, 97 pages. But it's like you read all, you literally read a whole book in three days. And we spent time together. I don't yeah. even know how you did it. Mm-hmm. It's, I can't even listen to a book in three days. It was great. So the book I was reading is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. By Patrick Lencioni, and um, it was fantastic. If you haven't read any of his books, most of his books are first like a fable, so it's like a, a, a fake story that he's kind of created that, that yeah. paints the picture and, and gives you an example of what he's going to later explain in the book. The actual meat of the book is like 20 to 30 pages, so it's super simple. I promise, no matter what Jay says. Yeah, I mean, this I like the book. I get, I got, I've read a summary of the book, I've done it like <laughs> I've heard a teaching on the book. You gotta go trust. What is it? Trust. Let me let me try before you okay. get crazy. It goes trust to not commit. There's something between there. What is that? Trust. Commit. I want to say commit. No, 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 no. Trust. Conflict. Conflict. Commitment. Commit. Um, accountability. Yes, accountability results. and results. But you can't do the ones on top without yes. doing the ones on the bottom. It's a pyramid. I mean, just just. Google it's a great book. It's, you can't, yeah, Google you can't, it. Can't hold nobody accountable if they don't trust you. Or if you can't have healthy conflict. Or you can't have healthy conflict. And you can't have healthy conflict if you don't have a foundation of trust. It's so, a good book. You should read it. Bam. Or Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I'm sure there's a PowerPoint out there somewhere. <laughs> you can look it up. Yeah. But today, we're actually going to get into healthy rhythms. And we think, since the last time we talked to you guys, that we've actually gotten really good at this. Yes. And that is one big thing that has changed since the last time we've hopped on the podcast. And honestly, is probably one of the reasons we're able to actually have time to do the podcast. So yeah, let's get in it. Yeah. What you got? So yeah, like Jay said, we're going to talk about healthy rhythms. And first and foremost, um, one, one thing that we've added to our life consistently that we've done um, the past really past what one to two years but now we're like actually realizing how important this is for our life rhythms is having a sabbath um and a true sabbath so for us our sabbath is on friday since you know friday is our off day saturday we work like for ourselves so like stuff around the house that kind of thing and every other day you know we work um, and I think not just having the Sabbath, but like we have a plan for the Sabbath. Yes. I think before we always tried to make sure we honored a day and like tried not to do anything, but we would just wake up and be like, I'm just floating <laughs> in the wind. But like in reality, I think when we actually put some time towards what we actually do on the Sabbath, like what's our plan, 
we're not just going to exist, but like let's have a plan for it. We're not going to do things that take energy from us, but it, let's still come up with a plan. I think when we did that, that's when it really shifted for us. Yeah, and um, according to you know Google, the definition of a Sabbath is a weekly day of rest or time of worship given in the Bible as the seventh day. So typically in the Bible, the seventh day is rest. You look back in Genesis and what did God do on the seventh day? He rested, you know, and I guess for us, if, you know, God, the creator of the universe and of everything, literally everything, if he rested on the seventh day, then how much more do us as humans do we need to rest? You ever wonder what God did on the seventh day? Yeah, like how he like, rested he just nap. all the time. I'm sure he didn't nap. Like he, he had to have napped. He didn't need energy. He is. He is the he is. He is. <laughs> like, so what did he do? I don't know what he did. Like, we, we went and got coffee this morning, but like at that point, God. Yeah, God, God he doesn't need energy. He don't need, he don't need coffee. He is, is. He is, is, is. Is. Maybe I can ask when I get there. Like, okay. That whole seven day thing. Just add it to the list. Would have been great if you would have just like. Gave us an outline. Yes. <laughs> what to do that day. Just like Almost rest. like, you know, the other question is, did Adam have a belly button? Mm-hmm. Like, that's another question. I mean, but that's not, like, I think that question is, I mean, it's a, it's a big question. But I do think so what did God not. do on the seventh day is a little bit more. Yeah. And so, um, and also in the Ten, ten Commandments, um, it, it says to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Um, literally in what, uh, I think it, it wasn't Deuteronomy. It was Exodus. I, I was reading. <laughs> no, it was in Numbers. I just it was read, in Numbers. I read the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was in Numbers. And um, this guy, he was like, he, so it was a Sabbath and he picked up a stick or he did something with a stick. I'm pretty sure he just picked it up. But uh, he got stoned because he worked on the Sabbath. And it just blew my mind. Like some, like he was killed. Essentially. Yeah, and I read that the other day because I'm behind you in my Bible plan. Um, I'm in the Old Testament. I'm I'm behind you in the Old Testament. Um, and I read it and I chuckled because it happened quick. It was? <laughs> it was like two verses. Mm-hmm. Like, I picked up a stick and I was stoned on the Sabbath. By, like, every by people in the, the community. The whole city Just said, stoned. we ain't having it. <laughs> it's like, you ain't working on the Sabbath. I don't know. Thank the Lord that, you know... People don't go around stoning people for not resting, but honestly, it did like convict me to to pay attention to what I was doing like on the Sabbath. Am I allowing like you know work to creep in? Um, and we also want to think about what like the Sabbath is for. I yeah. think um, sometimes we forget that we as humans are are not in control of anything. I mean, we can be, but we have to be. We have to remember that um, ultimately the Lord is in control, and that we have to to trust Him with our week and the in our in our work and the things that we are applying like with our hands. That's why we need that day of rest. Yeah, two things were game changers for me. One, uh Ruthless Elimination uh, Ruthless Elimination of Harry by John Mark Comer. Shout out to John. That's one of the few books I have read all the way through. I, no listen. I listened listen to, to it, it all the way through. I was on vacation listening to it. It was great. Um great book to read if you have a problem with if you, not a problem, but like if you're struggling with um, having healthy rhythms and honoring a Sabbath and then just knowing how to rest. Like the ruthless elimination of hurry really was a game changer for me. Um, and then the second thing is I was listening to a podcast once with Robert Morris, who's a pastor in Texas, um, and Chad V, who's a pastor in California. And Chad, Chad was asking Pastor Robert about Sabbathing. And uh, Pastor Robert, who's hilarious, goes on this like, story time to talk about all right chad do you when you walk out of here do you plan on stabbing somebody and killing them chad's like no 
And then he's like, well, do you plan on stealing? Like, you can go to the corner store and steal today? Chad's like, no. And he's like, um, or do you plan on, you know, committing adultery of any kind today? And he's like, no. He was like, so why do I have to tell you the rest? <laughs> it's like, it's on the same list. When they came down um, on the tablets, it was a part of the 10 <laughs> etched in stone. So why do I have to tell you? Why, why do I have to beg you to rest? Yep. And so when you think about it that way, it's on God's top 10 list of commands to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order for us to get God's best for our life, Sabbath and- is a non-negotiable. Oh, absolutely. And um, it doesn't have to be 24 whole hours. And I think that's the common um, misconception that people have about Sabbathing because, you know, as a college student, when we were trying to figure out how to walk out this Christian lifestyle, we, um, I mean, we, we weren't married at the time, but we were broke college students. And at the time we were both college athletes. So, you know, 24 hours, like that, it wasn't happening. And so, I think the the main thing that matters when you were trying to carve out a Sabbath, um, ensuring that you can pre-decide or pre-plan what that looks like and honor that. So whether your Sabbath looks like, you know, six hours on a Friday um, that you are intentionally, you know, ceasing from work and spending time with the Lord, um, do that. Or if it's maybe it's a busy season um, and, you know, you need to work and make money a little bit more than any other season. Maybe it's three hours in the week. Just figure out what it looks like for you. Stick to it, knowing that that time is the Lord's. I think it's cool, too. I just had this thought. Um, when you hear Jesus, um, when he's every time he steps away from the disciples in the crowd, it doesn't really give us a time frame. <laughs> it kind of just tells us that Jesus went up to the mountainside mm-hmm. by himself or Jesus went out to the garden by himself. It didn't really give us like a a suggested, or not even suggested, like a specific time frame. Um, so I think it's really a posture of your heart. Mm-hmm. It's really just like, what am I gonna like? What do I have to give, and mm-hmm. what I do have to give, I'm going to give my best of it. Um, and so for us personally, it's awesome that we do have a full off day mm-hmm. or two full off days yeah. that we can give a full day. Um, for the most part, um, but I think it's mainly a posture of the heart because even when we had we had the same amount of off time before we had good rhythms, and we felt like we couldn't give God a whole day. Yeah. And so I think it was a posture that made us make the decision of like, no, we're Friday is our Sabbath day. Friday, we're gonna Friday belongs to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I think it's mostly a, a heart posture. Yeah. And also outside of, you know, pre-deciding and pre-planning what that looks like, Sabbathing is also doing activities that replenish your soul and your mind. And so, you know, obviously like reading the Bible or having like intentional time with the Lord um, and doing, honestly, like doing things. Jay and I, we've always defined taking a Sabbath as doing whatever we want to do like that day. And um, Jay, he plays pickleball. We both do CrossFit. I didn't today. Well, you didn't. Normally you do on Fridays. But we always go, like, work out. Um, We always do, like, breakfast or brunch after the gym. And then we have coffee. And so it's um, doing activities that replenish your soul and also your mind. Um, I try and, like, get a couple hours of reading in if I can. And so, and and you know what replenishes your soul and your mind. You know, you don't need anyone to to tell you that. 
if it's embroidery, then let it be embroidery. <laughs> if it's Did you tell them? I mean, I guess you didn't tell them about your little embroidery. Few oh, yeah. Kid. Yeah. So I got, um, I did like a crash course. And I, when I say crash course, I mean, like I looked at a lot of YouTube videos and I got really heavily into embroidery for about two weeks. Um, and I still love it. I just like, <laughs> it's really like, for one, it's hard to figure out how to store everything. And then there's so many different stitches to embroidery. And honestly, like I always like every week, the goal is to pick it back up and embroider something. And I'm talking about hand embroidery, not, you know, like with a machine or anything. We don't do all that. I mean, I got a little crafty myself. So our local church, you know, where where we are employed and we love our local church, we do a candlelight service oh every year. Gosh. And so me being the role that I am, I get to be the man put with the candles. And so um, there is a bunch of candles that call him the candle guy. Call me candle, light it up. Um, there's a candle. Was you made me mess up? No, no. There's candles, and so um, there is a all thousands of candles that get burned really fast at Christmas time because everybody loves you know the candlelight services at Christmas. It's and, beautiful, and we do thirteen of them in seven six days. So that's a lot of candles. And I'm talking candles. thousands and thousands of candles. And so your boy Jay, you decided, know where this is going. Decided, you know, we got all these candles. They're too burned out to use again. We're just gonna toss them. I'm just gonna try to melt them and make big candles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I brought home trash bags. Of used candles. Those when things the, were so heavy. Went to Hobby Lobby, which I've never actually been to Hobby it Lobby. It was like literally like twelve hours start to finish <laughs> and his like how he processed from like, oh wait, we have a lot of candles. Oh wait, let's take them home and let's make candles and then let's sell them. We could just put essential oils. No, in I never it. wanted to sell them. Oh, I wanted okay. to make Christmas gifts. Christmas gifts. So like just think of like if we had specialized brown the brown family candles. And it was just like, that's what we gave people for gifts. It would be amazing. Okay, great idea. Great great in thought. But, in I, did, but I didn't think about, like, if, if you buy candles in the bulk order we need to buy them, they're probably not going to be. And they're only used for 30 seconds a silent night. Like, it's not like they have to burn extremely long. Um, they're not the best. Because we only yeah. use them for 30 seconds <laughs> to 60 seconds, they are not the best quality of candles yeah so you know it takes about 70 of them to make a candle and <laughs> that process takes about oh, about an hour to make one um and then that one candle burns up in like i don't know 30 minutes <laughs> so so it wasn't the best idea but hey i was resourceful but anyway I very think- resourceful and again like you know super great in thought and really trying to be a good steward of all these candles that we had yeah. um However, <laughs> uh, practicality-wise, um, one, we don't have a double boiler, so we had to um, create You don't one. need it. That's all myth. You don't need that. All you need is something to boil. Okay. Like, you know, a double boiler, like, it's just, like, all that extra stuff. You know, like, you have any hobby, and then they just got extra stuff for it. Like, I bought some CrossFit shoes, and they got four shoestrings. Like, why don't you four different shoestrings? Does that make any sense? Well, are you still making candles? Nah, because I, oh. I, I have a 20-month-old. <laughs> Don't blame it on me. It didn't me. fit in my healthy rhythms. Oh, and so okay. Like that. okay. But I do think we need to talk about, because a Sabbath day is extremely important. And I think that did, that was a game changer for us. But also, like what other adjustments we made in our weekly schedule in order to add space and to add um, 
time together, time with Journey, making sure we take, making sure we, um, we have our consistent time with the Lord. Like we made a lot of adjustments within the last, I don't know, two months that have been a game changer for us. Oh yeah, we we have made a whole lot of adjustments. I think one one thing that we do is that we um, plan more now. Naturally, neither one of us are a planner. I wish I were a planner, and I force myself into being a planner. However, we have never planned together, um, and I mean getting in the weeds of planning, like not only finances but also like what we're doing in the upcoming week um, and what we are um, having and cooking for meals at night. Um, what what does our babysitter situation look like? So. Really, like usually, like Jay and I, we're both super go with the flow people. But with you know just the nature of our life right now, we just if we go with the flow, we will lose a lot of time. So Jay and I, as some of you know, we're both threes on the enneagram, and efficiency means the world to us. So we would much rather be efficient than go with the flow, at least at this point in our life. So we just take a part of our Sabbath and just plan. Um, for the next week, we look over our finances and then we plan um, just to see what it looks like. And and that's helped us like a whole lot. Stay on the same page. It's helped us in our communication. And so we're communicating, you know, a week in advance that, you know, I have a hair appointment um, before, you know, whereas before it'd be like a day or two. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jay, my calendar just reminded me of that a hair appointment and um, which would be a surprise to me. And I'm the one that scheduled it. But also a surprise to Jay. So we're just kind of getting ahead of it a little bit more and really trying to be the most efficient with our time. Yeah, and we tried the sync calendar thing and it's still we still do that every now and then, but we have so many different like calendars on our calendar that it got to be kind of hard to figure out who was where and where we're supposed to be. And I just think switching that for me, I think the biggest adjustment I made is when we started CrossFit, I I loved it. And so we were going um, eight o'clock on Monday and Fridays, I think, and then uh, I was going at five thirty in the morning from on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which was awesome. Like I don't mind getting up that early to go. Um, but what I learned was I was missing a very sweet time in the morning, just with the Lord, and also missing Journey waking up. And mm-hmm. so I just simply asked January, "Is like, hey, would you be willing to push?" work meetings on Wednesday to 10 o'clock instead of nine o'clock. So we can go to eight o'clock CrossFit. And like both of us had to make some sacrifices there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in order for us to take control of our schedule. Yeah. And we had to, I had to, we had to sit down and talk about what was most important to us. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a really helpful thing. And I think prioritizing like the non-negotiables yeah. It's like, I want to spend time with the Lord. I want to I want to be here when Journey wakes up. I still hit a five thirty class every now and then when the schedule just gets a lot of whack. But I want to be here when Journey wakes up. We've even we even go through and map out what time we're going to pick Journey up on certain days. It's mm-hmm. like we want to make sure. I mean, um, we've really gotten to the weeds of it. Like, yeah, which is great because huh? it's allowed us to be able to podcast. <laughs> it's allowed us to be able to <laughs> finally, <laughs> you know, allowed us to be able to do things that we really desire to do, but we're just running out of time. Mm-hmm. And doing it um and so it's been great mm-hmm. and one thing that kind of was the the catalyst for this is that um, we did a vision retreat as like for just jay and i for our marriage like a marriage vision retreat is that correct is that what it's called, it's called marriage it's jimmy evans marriage vision retreat yeah marriage yeah. retreat vision. we did that yeah. 
and this is this is what spurred the conversation which is not our personality no that's that. not yeah. our personality at all but it was super valuable and we would definitely do it again like it um solidified some things it prompted interesting conversations and um it uh what was the catalyst to to change some things that we both of us had wanted to change yeah. but we just never had time carved out to to prioritize that conversation and so for all you married people engaged people i highly recommend it like it it gives you prompts and questions that um you probably would never even think of asking and it's really intentional conversation so that's kind of was the was the basis of us really doing this yeah, and I think the Lord honored it. Like, I think because we took time and submitted that, I mean, it only took us a day and a half. It took us a day and a half to just ask the hard questions and to plan. I think we're reaping the the fruit of that day and a half mm-hmm. already. We can already see the difference in it. And so God's just good. Yeah. And, like, I think when, you know, you follow a plan that he's kind of opened the door for you to walk through, it's like, he honors it. Mm-hmm. So, so far, um, as you guys know, we've been talking about building healthy rhythms and what has worked for us. We talked about, you know, the, the gift of Sabbathing. We talked about prioritizing, planning. And then the last thing that we're going to mention is, um, you know, starting your week strong. Yeah. And for us, what that looked like was completely restructuring how we thought of our week. So, I guess as you were like growing up, you know, in elementary school and then high school and then college, you just think that Sunday is the end of your week because it's, you know, technically the last day in the weekend. But, you know, we work in ministry and, you know, uh, Saturday is technically our last day. Yeah. Or even, I would even say like Saturday at noon is, you know, the end of our yeah, weekend. Sometimes Saturday at nine. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes Depending Saturday on the week. at nine. Sometimes Saturday we wake up. <laughs> Uh, but regardless, we realized that we just really Jay, he prompted, um, he prompted this and it's completely changed my outlook of how I, I approach my week. Um, instead of, you know, Sunday being the end of our week, we go into like Sunday knowing that no Sunday is the beginning of our week and we are going to start Sunday fresh. So for us, it may, might've been like a little small shift, but it completely has like changed how I see my week and how we, we, we do that week as a family. And so, Jay, you can talk a little bit more about it because it was more of an epiphany for you. I just kind of tagged along because it, you know, worked for me, too. <laughs> so. Yeah, for me, it was basically the idea of Sunday is game day for us um, in ministry. And so for me, it was easier. And like, I didn't want to think I was going into Sunday when you're talking about visitors at your church, the people you lead at the church. Um, everything you, everything we do in ministry, um, I didn't want it to feel like I was mentally on my last day <laughs> of the week yeah. for that day. Yeah. That is so important for everybody, like including myself. Um, and so it was really just a mental shift of like, I need to be rested up for this day. Mm. I don't need to be worked out for this day. I need to be Sunday needs to get my best mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. And so just like if I was going to play, you know, a basketball game in two days, like I would be rest up, you know, I might go for a light jog and warm up. But like as far as like the days leading up to that day, 
I am literally just building up anticipation, building up energy, building up, getting my body right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I treat Sunday like a game day. And it's just like I want to be as the NBA playoffs are coming up. And I love the NBA playoffs. And all I know is in the playoffs, there are no back-to-backs. So people get to build up energy, build up anticipation. And I think for Sunday, that mental shift of just like, hey, Sunday – is game day. It's the first day of the week. Everybody deserves my best on Sunday. I love that you said like game day because whenever I think about any game day, so Jay and I, we were both college athletes, you know, the day before the game or even two, two days before the game, you're not going all out in practice. You're not, you know, diving and you're not um, exerting all this energy. You are, you are just essentially like resting, but with your teammates and, you know, doing what you need to do. Um, and then on game day, then it's all out. Like, you're leaving everything out there on the field. Yeah, and I think every day gets your best effort. Mm-hmm. But naturally, you know, when you're, when you're coming off of rest, the beginning of the week is where you get the most, like, bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. I would actually say Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday get the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's Sunday, you give it all, then you, you know, Monday is a lighter day. Yeah. Tuesday, you give it your all. It's, I think for me, I think for people listening to as well, like you just need to figure out what day coming off rest needs to be that whatever day it is coming off of rest needs to be the day that you give it everything you got. Yeah. <laughs> so high leverage days. Because that for us, again, it's Sunday. It could look very different for you. It could be Monday. It's probably Monday for most people. But for us on Sunday, Sunday is it carries us through the week. Yeah. Um, Sunday is is the day like that we are pouring everything out, but also it sets the trajectory for everything that's going to happen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, and I think one of the worst things you can do is head into a work week or a school week already tired. Yeah. And I think Sabbathing and resting and having you know, flow for how all that goes gives you the needed energy and the the needed, like, it's almost like tunneled energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when we rest on Friday and Saturday or most of Saturday, it's like we are just building up energy for Sunday mm-hmm. um, to then give people everything we got. Yeah. And I would say in, in terms of us building healthy rhythms, that's been the biggest part of this outside of Sabbathing, outside of, um, planning and restructuring like the way we see our week um jay you just said it you you um it's a it's a it's a different focus yeah like you're just honing in and you're you're allowing yourself like just space to focus on on this and i would say like that's been the biggest shift like i feel the most focused i feel the most intentional um yeah it's um a lot of things probably aren't perfect but you know i still feel pretty fresh and know that you know the lord he's bringing me clarity and he's bringing us a lot of vision through this and i'm excited to see where this is going to to take us you know this time next year yeah i think that's a good place to start i think we just got to be tired of being tired yes <laughs> it's like just yes. be fed up of being tired yes. and get some rest like mm-hmm. there's enough time in the day to rest there's enough time in your week to rest um i think you just got to almost be like you know i'm just tired of being tired yeah there's no reason. Like I can, mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna be tired anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was good. Wow. We did was it. Great. Yep. Well, we thought it was great. Hope you think it was great too. Yes, we're so glad that you joined us, and we are very, very thankful that you didn't quit on us. 
Um, we would love to tell you when the next one's coming, but we don't know. We don't know. But just keep like, subscribe. <laughs> we got a friend who has said, I've been, I subscribe and I would look every week and y'all ain't put nothing on there. So, so this Jordan, is to you, friend. That's Jordan Henshaw. Friend Jordan, Jordan. Henshaw, that's, all, that's for you. All right. <laughs> see you guys. Well, we'll see you. Uh, talk to you guys next time. See ya. <laughs> Bye.